Thanks for being with us. Welcome back to Kelly and Company. In Canada, you can listen in to the, our show right from your own television. Compton subscribers, we're on channel 88. And Rogers Atlantic, look for us on channel on 196. Visit ami.ca slash audio for a list of channel locations in your area. Kelly McDonald here with Ramya Muthan. And on Thursdays, we get these rare community report check-ins. Um, and this is, of course, because we missed our Monday with Labor Day. And so Kim Hovey's here from Dawson City, Yukon, to give us a bit of a um, an update on how things are going, where she is. Kim, how's it going? Never a dull moment in Yukon, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we count on it. Kind of, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, we have two things we want to get to today. Um, Sorry, were you going to tell us about the first thing or something else you wanted to... Well, I just wanted to start off by saying that I am so appreciative of today's technology to truly enjoy the beauty of the Yukon. Oh, yeah? Yes. Okay. Uh, The camera phones and everything, just Mm. it's just... That's Living so this every day, I'm so thankful to be able to actually see what I want to see. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a really good point. And, and not just in a disability lens, but just being able to share, right? Share things with people um, all over the place and do it in such quick time and such clear quality is really, really amazing. Kim, you took part Very in... Very thankful. Mm-hmm. You took part in a research study uh, to understand the experiences of people who have low vision or who are blind as they navigate the built environment. So can you give us some context on this and your learnings? Well, I have just been asked to join this research study, so I actually haven't. I'm just in the process of signing the consent forms and getting all of the legalese in place. And so it's been it's been very interesting to I've never been part of this type of a of a program so it's very interesting to be a part of this. Amazing. And who like how did you get hooked up with this? What's the uh, context behind that? Yes. So one of the devices that I tried was eSight. It's a visual device and uh, what an impact that has on so many low vision people. And so this, um, I was connected through eSight because uh, I told them I'd be willing to help out in any way. So there's a, um, there's a department in Northern Illinois, actually in the university, um, special and early education department is actually uh, the department is, that is holding this. And I've looked in to see because uh, the research study is actually a continuation of a previous study where they were working with young adults with visual impairments to get their driver's education. And that really intrigued me because Having driven all my life until 2018, um, it's had a huge impact. And like I said about technology being so incredible, I'm eagerly awaiting the day where they say 
and feel confident that the technology can support people. And even with the vehicles now becoming self-driven and stuff, I can see how um, there's going to be more, a lot more opportunities for visually impaired, I think. And this is definitely one way to help that process by doing these research studies. So Mm -hmm. I'm very happy to help out with that. It's, it helps them expand. It helps the services expand to continue to explore um, how they can utilize this technology. Like eSight, when it first came out, we were just really talking about reading and uh, better lighting and high contrast, right? It was like having the CCTV experience, but right mm-hmm. like on your face. Um and as a wearable, <laughs> that's, that's a better way to say it. So, yes. right. Yes. But the the thing is, as you continue, as more people use it, as people use it consistently and keep going, like you said, you can continue to develop and grow this technology into other realms of life and into other ways that things can be accessible. Um, and honestly, first of all, the experience is personal for everybody, right? Like what you might use eSight for might be a bit different from how I might use eSight. Uh, and people have all kinds of... Uh, the, the spectrum of um, vision impairment is is ginormous already. So broad. Yeah, yeah it's so mm-hmm. broad. So I, I think that you're right. This is great opportunity to just keep talking to people. Just keep understanding how the technology can move forward. Yeah. Yes, it re- really and does. they can... They can sit there and surmise all they want. Mm -hmm. It's truly the people and their experiences where they can learn and grow from. So it's it's really good and really important for, I think, for people to step up, especially if you want a continuation with technology. If it's, I mean, I'm going to have two 45 minute video conferences. Like, how hard is that? Mm -hmm. And you know, it can have great impact. So, yes, it can. Um, yeah. So it's I'm really happy incredible, to do whatever it? I and, can. And, and it's very personal uh, in what you need for, as Rum said, the perspective that, you know, Kim, that you were speaking that for you, for me, for whomever it might be, is everyone has that individual uh, assessment they make for themselves. And also things that somebody might say, oh, I use a site for this. I, uh, you, gee, I, I never yeah. thought of that. Um Let's talk about COVID mm-hmm. up there in the north. Uh, school has started, and what's it like with the, with the remote, with the situation there? Can we get a little bit of a snapshot? Certainly. So my boys have started school, and mm-hmm. uh, with the school year starting, they are very short-staffed. Oh, so that results in the support staff being short, and... Being so remote, it's not as if we have the population to cover that. And in this stage, like my, so my boys are in grade 10 and they've, (laughs) I I hate to say it, but they've come home and said, it's pretty bad when we have to teach the teachers what to teach us. Oh my goodness. So and and that's because it's people filling in. If there's even anyone there, exactly. Right. They just and 
they've they've announced this, and there's actually uh, going to be a meeting tonight that I'm going to go to an open an open house to talk about um, how things are going to progress through the school year. It's a great big deal to have them back in class, and that's wonderful. Um, but you know, for just because we don't have the population to support the urgency for that for teachers and support mm-hmm. staff is mm-hmm. is very challenging and kids at that age i mean my boys are talking about college now obviously and um what they need to get to where they want to go yeah. and they're just worried that it's not gonna and it's not anybody's fault uh, <laughs> i want to say um it's, so I'm going to just continue on saying it's a result of COVID, and there's there's wonderful reasons to be remote, but there's also very harsh reasons yeah. to be remote. There's, there's and, consequences, and you've had this virus setting people back. You have the threat of come the cold, the winter, the inside season. What's gonna What's that going to bring? How 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 much help can we get? And you talk not of uh, teachers not being available, but what is the busing like as well for people? That's got to play into it. Totally, and so many things that are so crucial, and we don't have alternatives up here the way we do, the, the way they do down south. So, um, like. We have one road to get from Dawson to Whitehorse, mm. and if there's any mm. issues, forest fire or whatever, washout, um, flooding, it's like that's the major link, and there's no other way other than by air, so or water, I should say too. Yeah. Um, but it's just a huge hindrance, and it can be very scary at times. Um, just there's not the population of workers to even fix the problem, let alone, um, you know, deal with it. Kim, will somebody probably get up there tonight and say, why didn't we over the last year, year and a half, count on this happening, count on this problem, and how come more teachers haven't been alerted to, hey, you want some work, it may not be full-time, but to be on that casual. And I understand people can't just pick up and move, but do you think that'll come up tonight? Oh, absolutely. And they have advertising out, and they just cannot get people up here. A big issue is housing. I know 100% that um, housing is such an issue. And so if if the employer cannot provide housing, um, then people can't come all the way up north here and live or work. Um, so that in itself is probably one of the biggest um, oh, roadblocks to yeah. getting the people up here. I mean, there's life up in Yukon in itself. <laughs> you got to love it because... Uh, Otherwise, you won't make it. So, but to have um, the ability to adjust and change and grow, it's it's very challenging 
up here. They say hearty people come out of the Yukon. Mm-hmm. I can see. I can see why. Exactly, Kim. Thank you for your time and good luck with everything. We'll chat with you in October. Well, wonderful. Thank you. Kim Javi is our community reporter in Dawson City, Yukon, joining us once a month with her community report. Okay, folks, we're going to talk about gaming, accessible gaming next hour and running a game night. We have Becky Zarr joining us on this week's roundtable and Margaret Weldon pinch hitting for Bill Shackleton with the buzz in about two minutes to begin hour two.